Support for this podcast comes from Blackline and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Portia Kirsten, CFO of Scout, and you're listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode 248. As a finance leader, are you driving driving change in your organization? How are you driving change within your organization? In this episode, we have two finance leaders, Chuck Best and Karen Gift of SaaS software house Blackline, taking us on an exclusive tour of their finance department and supplying us with the scoop on exactly which cloud-based tools are running the business today. If your finance department's only beginning the cloud journey, or if it can be counted among today's cloud champions, you'll find plenty of takeaways from this episode. Our tour with Karen and Chuck begins begins after these words from our sponsor. Many accounting and finance professionals are facing a sizable obstacle these days. In this age of data enlightenment, their financial close processes leave no time for data analysis. The very activity that opens the door to new opportunities and career advancement. Blackline has the answer. By automating, centralizing, and streamlining financial close operations, Blackline customer organizations are now ready for the data-centric world, allowing their finance and accounting professionals to open the door to new opportunities. To learn more, visit blackline.com forward slash CFO. Hello, it's Jack Sweeney. So again, you'll be hearing from Chuck Best, who is Vice President of Accounting Operations for Blackline, and Karen Gift, Vice President of Finance for Blackline. And what I've done is package a discussion that we had with Chuck and Karen on a live webinar. But I felt there's little doubt that our listening audience would certainly find value from this as well. So, again, I think you'll find the level of detail as it relates to the tools Karen and Chuck are using, as well as the sort of SaaS mindset they've clearly adopted of great interest today. So, we begin with Chuck relating a pretty interesting idea, which is that cloud-based tools are today helping finance executives partner more closely with the business, which, as we know, has been a priority for finance for years. But apparently, these cloud tools are now helping advance those efforts. Here's Chuck. And one of the things that's really integral and a component of this is that most of these tools involve not just the accounting department. So you are, by default, partnering with the business and with other key leaders because each of these tools requires an interaction with other departments. And and so you can talk about a billing system like Zora. It, it involves your legal team. It involves your sales ops team. It involves accounting. It involves finance. And, and for them to be successful, each of these teams needs to be involved. And they're embracing the fact that they're part of this process and, and they're able to pull information on a real-time basis to be able to help their department and the company uh, make good decisions. And, you know, I, I think of the tool exactly here with, with commissions, uh, and you'll see that down right below ADP there. Um, it's, 
it's involving, let, let's say, for example, and we do this here, that you want to put a new SPIF in place for a, a quarterly activity because you want to accelerate, you think it's going to be a great way to accelerate growth. Well, you can go into a tool today and add a, a SPIF or an additional amount of money for a certain type of sale immediately. The salespeople can go into that tool and run projections on what happens if I sell these certain opportunities that I'm getting from my CRM system, and they can project out their commissions and what they're going to get paid based on this new SPIF immediately. Sales finance can go in and say, oh, based on this new SPIF, I'm going to project out what my expense is going to be for the end of the year. Immediately, they can do this. Accounting, every day can go in and see how much, uh, how much activity has happened and what their current expense is based on this new SPIF based on this new incentive that we're giving. So there's a perfect example of your partnering with the business because you've now got your salespeople, your accounting team, your finance team, your sales ops team working real time, same time to push out a new initiative and you can now analyze it, you can project it, you can forecast it, and, and that's how you're partnering with business. And that can be said for every one of these applications in here, how you're partnering with different departments and getting real information real time. And in the past, that SPIF would have had to have been modeled out uh, on, a, on a, an Excel tool. It would have had to have been input on an individual basis, and you probably wouldn't have known how successful that SPIF was until sometime after you closed the books. So that, to me, is a, is a really a good example of how these tools help you partner. Yeah, and um, just to, again to add to Chuck's um points. I think um, just specifically with the experience here and what we've been building out in finance, um, having a forecasting tool like Adaptive um, is integral for a company that is growing quickly, expanding. Um, you need real-time data. You need reporting to management, and um, we have the ability to push whatever goes into NetSuite into our forecasting tool, and um, we have weekly reporting. We have a, you know, a two-day um, metric and revenue close, so we have that visibility to management on a monthly basis. So that's um, key to us be able to um, turn that information around quickly. And I would say, you know, tools like uh, Concur um, are really important just, you know, from a business partnering perspective because, you know, who wants to fill out an Excel spreadsheet? Um, you, a system like Concur, you're able to, you know, sit at a restaurant, take a picture of your receipt, upload it into your expense report on your phone, and then send it off to the AP department, right? I mean, that's, that is time-saving. It's, it's life-changing, you know? So um, I don't mean to be dramatic there, but th these tools do help um, get real-time information and, you know, kind of eliminate that manual process that we've been having to deal with. Karen, I have a question for you now. What Types or skills are you looking to add to the finance team over the next team uh, over the next 18 months, let's say? And how have what we're looking for is how the finance team skill mix is actually changing over time, in part because of these tools, in part uh, because of how you know the different role finance is playing. 
Um, sure. I, I'm gonna. I'll talk about both finance and accounting. Um, and my my past experience, I've um, built out similar to Chuck, um, an accounting and finance team. I was the second finance um, hire and at the company, and we built out the team to close to 70 people by the time um, I left. So um, hiring quickly. Um, prudently was extremely important. And um, what I always um, looked for was we're, we're moving away with having SaaS tools and um, best-in-class type of solutions. They're, they're providing um, more automation and more workflow. So what a typical AP clerk would, um, I think what we would hire for, which is more data entering and manual processing, we want someone who's maybe a little bit more an, uh, analytical, um, someone who's going to be able to take you know, data, to be able to review it, and for accuracy more so than you know, inputting, the, um, in, inputting the data. Um, I also have all looked for people who are system savvy, um, because, like I mentioned in my, uh, when you asked the first question, implementation and managing a SaaS tool, that's, you know, coming away from the IT department. And from my experience, we own it. Um, my department here in, in finance, we own Adaptive. We don't have anyone else other than the team members managing it and um, configuring it with maybe, you know, the help of Adaptive or consultant, but um, most of that is done here. We're able to manage the reporting and the output. So you always want someone who is proactive, um, innovative in terms of thinking outside the box. What can I what can I do better for the business? How can I partner better with them? And then um, you know I think as we move along the next 18 months, you want someone who has clear communication skills. Um, that's becoming much more important. Not, you know, what your stereotypical accountant is anymore. You need these people, even at, um, you know, a, a lower level, uh, entry level positions, they're partnering with the department heads more, giving them, if they're on the front lines, giving um, business leaders information. They're the ones that are pushing out the reports. So communication skills are going to be important as well. So we're, we're um, shying away from the average, you know, data entry clerk and looking for people who have more of a four-year degree, a college degree um, as well. Karen, I would, I would add to that too. I think that's very, very true. And, and one of the things that, that I see, uh, certainly as I've embraced these cloud-based applications and the expertise behind them, we find that there's, there's a lot of data. And we find that people now can come to your staff accountant rather than, you know, an AP clerk, for example. So, so we tend to find that we want to we want to hire at a level that others in in other groups can come and get information and ask questions, and we feel confident that they can give them good information and good answers. Um, and and so it, it's moving away from more of the clerical data input to having enough uh, experience and background to be able to actually interact with members of other teams and feel confident that they can do that. And that's what we, that's, that's kind of how we look at hiring. 
I want to share uh, some results from a polling question we earlier pushed out to our audience. Which of the following areas are multiple cloud-based tools being used within your organization? Well, interestingly, uh, accounting systems, clearly 60% uh, represented. Uh, finance and forecasting, nearly 50%. And then you can see the other areas. T&E is, is pretty well uh, developed. Equity and administration, sort of new ground. Commission, sort of new ground for some of these tools that are out there, ready to be used, revenue, order, and cash. Karen and Chuck, any, any thoughts on the adoption in these different areas? Yeah, I, I, I think that's really interesting that if you go back in, in the earlier slide, and I think uh, two-thirds of the, the companies that only had, what, four or more, uh, it tells you those that are adapting, I think, are adapting rather quickly, uh, and, and, they're, and, and they're embracing, you know, the fact that there's these uh, applications and tools out there that uh, they can manage a little bit more closely themselves and, and, and have all the capabilities and workflows and dashboards to help them run their business. So, it's yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, uh, T&E expense management is, is really pretty high, and accounting systems was higher than I thought it might be. Yeah, I mean, I, I was expecting the inverse, actually, because um, if you're reluctant to move towards a SaaS solution or, you know, a SaaS environment, you want to kind of start small, right? So you want to maybe go with um, an expense management tool. So it's, it's nice to see that, you know, they're moving towards the accounting system being uh, higher or more, there's more adoption in accounting and forecasting. How do you know you're doing a good job here with this many tools, with so many, it seems like so many moving pieces, Chuck. What, how do you know? How do you know you're, you're achieving what you you set out to? Well, I, it's a good question. I, I, I think of it, you know, a couple of ways. One, I think personally, because all of us have a job to do, all of us, you know, go home every day and, and, uh, and, and want to make sure we've done the most that we can for our company. And, and I don't honestly think that's changed a whole bunch, you know, o over time. I think, um, I think what's changed is what we're doing. Uh, we always have deadlines. We always have you know, uh, to-do lists and tasks and responsibilities. Um, but I, I think they're just changing. And, and so we just adapt to that change and, and manage ourselves individually to make sure we're comfortable and, and very, uh, you know, aware of what our, our needs and, and responsibilities are. But I think, you know, where I try to measure, am I doing a good job? And I think a lot of us here do is how the company's doing and how these tools are helping the company. So, it's not really just about kind of internal budgets anymore. Uh, it's about being able to use these tools uh, to allow the company to make better decisions. And when you can see real time that happening, uh, it, it's very powerful and it's very exciting. And, and the other area that we've embraced, and I see a lot in, in this industry, is really trying to measure yourself uh, against your peers and others. And, and one of the ways to measure success is, you know, how well are you doing compared to others in your group? And, and that's where tools like our, our insights tool with uh, uh, Blackline kind of comes into to, to the fold. So we, we take information anonymously from, from the client base, and we look at things like uh, what are our clients' average days to close a month or, 
you know, what is the average number of accounts that a a staff accountant or a senior accountant is reconciling each month? And we we use that information and others in our in our uh, that are using our tool do to kind of say, okay, gosh, are we doing good or bad compared to uh, uh, other companies? And so. Tools like Insights help you assess as a company whether you're doing a good job or not in certain areas. And I think that has proven to be really valuable over time. And, and a lot of these tools allow you to kind of do that in that particular space. So uh, in our case, we sell uh, financial close software. So we can measure what we do compared to our client base uh, at a very high level to see if, if we're, we're doing a good job or not. And I think that's really... Uh, Again, a really a powerful way to look at the business. Darren, we have a question for you. <laughs> Someone writes, inspired by the desert island question, which, which three books would you want on an island? Which three CDs would you want on an island? <laughs> if your finance function could only have three cloud-based tools, which three would you choose? Um, now that you yeah, have I mean, that, that to me is uh, pretty easy. I would have a uh, an accounting tool like NetSuite, um, and then I would also have a making sure, especially in a SaaS environment, having a billings tool is important to make sure that your order to cash is uh, that that process is locked down and um, the workflows are in place to make sure that we have that process uh, tightly integrated. And then um, the third tool, selfishly, because I'm in finance, would be a forecasting tool. I mean, you know, I've been in an environment where forecasting has been done in Excel, and um, having a tool in Adaptive, it just, it's, it changes your efficiency, the way you look at the business, the ability to, you know, Move quickly. Um, that has that has changed tremendous, tremendously for for me. So those are the three that I would pick. I would let me jump in, Jack, just real quick because to me this is a great question because it, in in a lot of ways it kind of fundamentally goes to the heart of cloud-based tools because a lot of things that we use internally that are cloud-based, whether it's a commission tool, a, a billing tool, a t and tool, they're found in ERP systems, but they're not, you know, they're not as robust and they're, and they're not as uh, productive as the SaaS tools. So if you had to pick three, I would, I would be aligned with, with Karen, but think of some of the other areas, whether it is, you know, commissions or equity management, you're going to get something out of, out of these tools, the three that we pick, but you're not going to get it in a manner that the direction of subscription model and cloud-based tools and, and their capabilities are going to give you. And that, that kind of is the heart of, of this movement, I think. All right. Someone asks, uh, Mandy asks, are there any best practices or tips you can offer for finding the best possible integration of the various cloud-based tools offered, and then follow. Are vendor partnerships important? I think we emphasized part of that already today, but what would you uh, say, Karen and Chuck? Um, I, I can take that one because I've actually uh, implemented five or six of the tools here. And uh, yes, there are certainly best practices uh, I think it takes, as any project in any 
any company where you're adding some sort of infrastructure, it, you know, it takes a lot of collaboration and understanding of what the team needs and, 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 and what the reason is they need it. But like anything, you really want to be thinking out uh, five to seven years, 10 years maybe, where you're going as a business um, and uh, what you're trying to accomplish. And quite frankly, it's so easy now to gather information once you've gathered that data to, to go find the top three to four vendors in a space and you literally collaborate with them. It's so easy to get a demo now. It's so easy to ask good questions. Uh, you know, they offer a lot of insights into how they operate and, and then you configure what they do to what you need and what tools you have or what tools you're going to be getting. And we just went through a process, selected a vendor actually earlier this week. It took me about four months to get through that process, but we think we've picked the right tool and we think we've made a very good decision. Chuck, on that thought, someone uh, asks, when it comes to adopting a new cloud-based tool, what are some of the milestones along the adoption path that signal an adoption is going well, or I'll, I'll add, are going poorly? Uh, are there, you know, are there benchmarks along the way that help you determine, oh, this is going rather nicely, this is going poorly? What would they be? Um. Well, as Karen mentioned, we, we kind of own our own applications here. And, and, and again, a tribute to kind of cloud-based technologies. I'm not an IT expert, but I have enough intuitiveness and understanding of them uh, to be able to kind of manage through implementations. And uh, quite frankly, this one we just completed and one we've, I've done in the past, you, you literally can manage that to, to your heart's desire in, in the sense that uh, I've put four milestones together that I'm not, you know, going to be allowed or I'm not going to be paying uh, my new partner until these milestones are done. And so you can manage that process to whatever level of detail you want uh, and to the expectations that you have. But there are so many uh, avenues to put a good workflow together for uh, an implementation and for a project um, that it's, it's literally can be done by the hour, by the day, by the month. And so it, it's how much control and how much detail you want in that process. And, and I can guarantee you the simpler you start it, the better you are, off you are, and the more detailed you start it, the better off you are. And, and just to add to Chuck's um, point, like I mentioned earlier, because it's implemented by the, the stakeholders who are using the system, I think that helps with the project plan, laying that out, and, the, and hitting the milestones. So you know the, it's typically if you're implementing Blackline, right, you have your staff accountant who's doing the reconciliations, actually going in and testing it and then put, putting that workflow and process into use. And then you always want to, as kind of best practice, run a parallel process at the end to make sure that you have everything configured properly. So that's been something that, you know, we've been um, holding true to, which is, you know, that parallel processing, whether it's a quarter or a month or two. 
You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. Well, many thanks again to Chuck Best and Karen Gift of Blackline for our exclusive tour. If you'd like to view the webinar, it's currently available on demand at CFO Thought Leader. Also, if you'd like a PDF of some of the slides that accompanied our discussion, all you have to do is text us the word cloud tools no spaces to 33444 and we'll send you a copy again just text the word cloud tools no spaces to 33444 for a cfo thought leader have a great day Hi, it's Jack Sweeney. At CFO Thought Leader, we wanted to give you, the listener, some added clout when it comes to selecting next season's CFO guests. We call it Listener's Choice. And in the months ahead, our Listener's Choice guests will enjoy some added box office clout as we advance the CFOs you most want to hear from into next season's CFO lineup. To learn more about CFO Thought Leader's listener's choice, visit us at cfothoughtleader.com or go ahead and email me at jack at cfothoughtleader.com. Hey, one last thing. It's no secret when we originated CFO Thought Leader, it was with iPhone users in mind. Android users, we have neglected you. And so to make amends, we just released a CFO Thought Leader mobile app just for you. It's now ready for download on Google Play and Amazon Android Markets. No matter what world you're part of, thank you for listening. <laughs>